Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. They like bring out each other's individuality more. Right. I feel like I don't like I don't know anyone and I'm like the Obamas maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. That's the only couple right. I could think of. Welcome to Talking Ship Podcast. We discuss the best and sometimes worst of TV couples. Why they work. Listen to Lizzo, Pam. Come on. Why they don't. I just don't think they belong together. And how we relate. I don't think Issa deserves him. That's the moment that you see that David is in love with Patrick. I must talk about Seth and Summer. You may be in a Logan and Veronica situation if I just like felt like yelling at the screen. Yes! Let's talk ship. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking Ship Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Megan Fitzgerald, and I'm so excited for this episode because we're talking about an experience, I would say, that happens so infrequently now, which is a show that is appointment television viewing, which is, of course, the way that I think a lot of us that are Talking Ship listeners and big TV watchers grew up watching TV. It's a week-to-week release. I know so many people whose entire households will watch that show together. It's a show that we talk about each week as the episodes are released. And I think it's a show that we then theorize about and arguably talk about more obsessively than a show that we just binge all at once because we're with the show for weeks and weeks at a time instead of four days, which is the speed I binge a show at. And there's nothing we love more on Talking Ship than talking about something obsessively. And so I'm here to introduce two people that talk obsessively about things better than anybody I know. (laughs) And we get a bonus this week because we have two co-hosts, a whole coaching team, Uh, a beard and a Roy, if you will, but no Nates. (laughs) Who is who? (laughs) Well, I would say, well, first we have Cap Elefante, who I would say probably is my Roy. Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, fucking yes! I get that. You know, I get that. Whatever. (laughs) This game is rigged! It's because we're both Jewish, okay? (laughs) Yeah, and it's because I would get the solo episode that no one wanted. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and we have JP Maddock here as uh, representing Beard. It's because you would have a night that chaotic. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. True, true. And in fact, you have. Probably. Haven't you had nights? Haven't you lost your wallet? I feel like you've had nights oh, where you... <laughs> 100%. And probably ended up braving in a church. Yeah, I mean, that is straight from my diary. They yeah. took a lot straight from my diary. <laughs> it's, I'm actually in the middle of a lawsuit with them. <laughs> and he's he's a co-writer, so you know. Right. And you're a writer, too. He's JP. a co-writer. I think, well, is so is Brett, actually. Oh, yeah, and Brett. <laughs> and isn't that how he got the part? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Um, so we're all really important, We're basically. all really important here, and <laughs> we'll it takes a whole team. Uh, do you, you know... Left. So he's coming back. What? We don't know. Oh, yeah. No, Brett Goldstein did not leave the show. (laughs) Oh my God. Breaking your talking ship inside knowledge. (laughs) Listen, I think we do have to talk. We have to kick this off by talking about Brett Goldstein though, because I just think if he ever listens, if on the off chance that he ever listens, do you know the story about, about why I think that he and I are soulmates? 
No. Okay. <laughs> and neither do your listeners. This is perfect. <laughs> this is why I have to say this just right at the top because I also think it will impact all of my opinions about Roy is that everybody has to know this thing about me. Before I even started watching the show, I heard this interview with Brett Goldstein. And you guys know, because you went to the same acting school that I did, mm-hmm. in the technique of acting that we learned, sometimes... What they teach you is you have to pick, if you are trying to endow yourself to a fictional person in a play or in a scene or whatever, choose one fact about somebody that would, if you're trying to be in love, you choose one fact about somebody that would make you fall in love with them instantly. And if I ever needed a quick fact, something I would go to in an instant is their favorite movie is Muppet Christmas Carol. That's like my go-to in any moment. If you tell me that's your favorite movie, I... We'll be in love with you. My I, eyes are wide open. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Nope. Out of all the movies that I've known you to watch and talk about, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about the Muppet Christmas. Well, Actually, you know, yeah. You know what? If and you're you not. Know, I do love that, that movie too, but I don't think I would. Call it your favorite movie of all time. Well, then you're not me or Brett Goldstein because yeah, on this podcast, he was talking about, he has a Muppets poster in his room and any, every podcast interview he does, you see this Muppet poster and they're talking about it. Like something, it comes off like offhandedly and they say people, you know, blah, 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 Muppets Christmas Carol, which probably is the greatest movie of all time. And I, I was running. I was running and listening to a podcast. This is where I brag about that I run. I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground. I'm on the bridge. I stop in my tracks when I hear. (laughs) She is a water sign. (laughs) Yes, you. (laughs) This episode brought to you by three water signs. Everybody, (laughs) we're representing. Yes. Um, it's his favorite movie. And then somebody sent me a TikTok of him singing all of the songs from Muppet Christmas Carol while doing stand-up. So I just think on the off chance that anybody who knows me and knows Brett ever wants to send him this episode, just know that, Brett, I see you. It is the greatest movie of all time. It is a national treasure. We're not talking about it enough. I see you. I hear you. And, you know, wherever you find love, it really does feel like Christmas. Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, it's a joke for me and Brett and none of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I did DM him to do my stand-up show. Has he read it? No, but, you know, shoot your shot. Exactly. And so maybe he'll sing the Muppets thing. And then I would stand, Pat, and I would sing with him and I'd make it all about me. (laughs) And this is how good of a friend I am because I really want to book him for you so that you have this opportunity. Then... He would slowly realize by the end of the performance that all the doors have been locked. <laughs> he cannot leave. There's a and, single spotlight on Megan. Yeah, there's a single spotlight on Megan and spotlight on him. Everyone has been escorted quietly <laughs> out and the doors have been locked. And there's just a projection of the movie playing with popcorn. That's, and and I was like, seats. I and you're like, my... should we watch? <laughs> Shall we? You're like, Brett, I, I'm like, Brett, I set this up just for you and me. <laughs> He's like, this isn't weird at all. Oh. He does have a girlfriend. You know what? <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. To... A lot of people did. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> Never stopped me before. <laughs> Anyways, today we're talking about Brett Goldstein, but mostly we're talking about Ted Lasso and all of the relationships in Ted Lasso. We're just going to hit all of them at some point. Yeah. But I think let's just start by kind of each giving like our two minute takes on the show in general okay. and maybe like our experience of watching it and how we watch it and how we relate to that and all that. You can go. Go ahead, JP. Yeah. Mine will be quick and easy. Okay. I uh, <laughs> I think it's really funny that this is probably like our first sports related. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sports and... This is like the most about sports that I've ever watched. Same. Mm. This felt like Remember, Remember the Titans. 
But, like, if Remember the Titans had a miniseries, mm-hmm. but then, like, a comedy writer took over, mm-hmm. it would be Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, I kind of <laughs> feel like it's the antithesis of girls. Huh. Like, mm. I feel like the main character is so lovable <laughs> that I'm, like, I don't want good things to happen to him because I think it's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with girls, I'm, like, oh, I hate you so much. I don't want good things to happen to you. Just also period. because I think it's going to be, be funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, and it's kind of like when girls came out, we had Obama and, uh, and presidents, right? Yeah. I think so. So we were all yeah. like, yay, Obama. And mm-hmm. like we needed someone like evil on TV. Not evil, but misunderstood. Anti-hero. Uh, anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. And then Trump was in office when Ted yeah. Lasso came out. So. Mm. And it came out something I think like to, I didn't totally appreciate about but the timing of it because I watched it more recently. The show premiered October, 2020. Like, kind of in the midst of everything. The midst of everything. Like, a week, a month before the election. Yeah. Like, I mean, at that that point. Vice President, the fly on the head. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And actually, probably pretty comedic parallels to fly on the head. Yeah. But this show is the opiate of the masses, as my roommate Uh, would say. (laughs) It it is. I feel like it's like, it's like comfort food but it's like if comfort food was like healthy right you know where it's mm. just like mm, i need to go watch this but right. it's gonna nourish me and it's not gonna make me feel like shit after. i feel like i worked out after i watched it <laughs> me too it feels like an emotional i feel like this show is what's gonna take down the patriarchy Absolutely. to be honest yeah and like toxic masculinity yeah that's what i was gonna say toxic toxic masculinity because I'm so toxic I because it, it is for everyone <laughs> <laughs> don't even come out of my mouth <laughs> i'm so disgusted by it um uh, because everybody watches it. Like, this yeah. is the first show in so long that when it comes up on the podcast, people will be like, what shows are you talking about? And I can tell straight men that I'm talking about Ted Lasso and they can be engaged and, right. like, and have opinions about all of it. Like, the relationships are probably the lesser thing you have opinions about in this show, but the relationships are still a huge part of it. And it this show appeals to so many people that I think it gets the masses to think about things they wouldn't normally think about, right. like mental health, right. like anxiety, and like some of these like very interesting relationships that bring up big questions. So I think like that's the benefit of it being for the ma- for the masses and right. the benefit of it being comfort food. Yeah, I feel like if we all lived in like the world that Brene Brown poses to us, <laughs> it would be this world. Yeah. And that's why they're obsessed with her and she's yeah, obsessed with them. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about that relationship. Oh my God. And they bring up Esther Perel too. Yeah. Okay. So I, okay. This show feels like sometimes it was like made so specifically for me because yeah. they used the same Esther Perel quote that I used on my podcast. Yes. And they used that same episode, the same song that I put on my yoga playlist that week. Do you mm-hmm. think one of the writers follows you? Probably. Like, Honestly, probably uh, listens to Love Criminal. Go and check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then also takes your Bikram yoga class. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I do have a public... It would make sense. We are in Brooklyn. I have a public Spotify profile, so, yeah, so it totally checks they out. We'll see it. <laughs> the amount of British people I know who live in Brooklyn, too many. You're correct. Yeah. Not too so, many. We love <laughs> Please move more of you move here. I love the accent. Yeah, yeah. But it also also is like yeah for the masses. It's the mm-hmm. first sports show I watch. Like yeah. I <laughs> yeah same. Legit hooked up with a Kyle because he said he played Division One soccer. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like wow. that is. I'm <laughs> in. Oh, come home. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what's so like brilliant. You know what I mean? You like wrap up the show that actually is about interpersonal relationships and mm-hmm. taking down uh, toxic masculinity and like asking ourselves. Uh, 
for like asking for forgiveness and asking for grace and all of these things wrapped up in a sports show it's brilliant we should just wrap we should wrap all of therapy up in a sports show yeah maybe therapists should start calling themselves sports psychologists or maybe all coaches should become licensed therapists and then the world would be a better place Mm. because i think that's what ted lasso is presenting is the world as a better place especially the first season when it was filmed in the summer and you were like oh god everyone is so hot everyone's so hot and happy i think also okay because it is one of the watch most watched shows right now and it's as i was saying like appointment television and people have more time to kind of like write about it and think about it i think the show also gets a lot of like some negative feedback too and it just made me think it honestly pisses me off when i read stuff about like what is the negative feedback like that ted's not realistic and he's not actually doing the work of like undoing the patriarchy and that like season two is not as good as season one and like i it just pisses me off because i think as someone who loves comedy and i think part of the reason especially the three of us really relate to the writing of the show is that it, it's written by comedy writers. It's mm-hmm. written in like Jason Sudeikis has a, such a big like improv background. Like right. some of these throwaway lines are like the way our friends talk to each right. other. Like mm-hmm. it's so good. And I think comedies are held to this unfair standard in that they're supposed to like be able to do everything, especially I don't remember the last time a comedy was under this much of a lens. Like yeah. I think about the other most popular comedy that was like appreciated by like the Everyone. masses and critics was probably Schitt's Creek, but nobody watched that week to week. The end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there wasn't it took the time. A while to get there. Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't like the time to like scrutinize it because it's they're similar worlds in yeah. that you're like, this world is ridiculous, and I think I'm watching a comedy, and I'm actually gonna hear p- characters I really care about reveal these like very intimate truths, and I'm gonna feel better and want to be a better person and think differently about the world from watching these high stakes ridiculous characters in this world but like it didn't get as much like scrutiny as i feel like ted lasso has gotten in some ways and i was just like not like high stakes dramas like succession isn't gonna make people need to feel good about themselves and make them laugh and be realistic and critically good like it's just unfair to put everything on on a comedy like i don't think anyone's walking around being like yeah, I'm going to be just like Ted Lasso. No, you're there to like laugh and have a good time and then get these really like poignant moments of truth in the middle of laughing and having a good time. And that's like how it hits people harder that way sometimes. And my male roommate, after I made him watch an episode of Ted Lasso, the next day was like, I think I'm going to go to therapy again. And he yeah. claims he claims it wasn't Ted Lasso, but like it so clearly was. You love therapy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If I could see culture move the needle in society in one way, I want to see Ted Lasso make more people go to therapy. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that. Um I also think just like personally, I watched the show during like a very upsetting time and it was mm. perfect and mm-hmm. so comforting and so lovely. So if you, I can't recommend it enough for watching during a dark time where you feel like everybody is the worst and won't go to therapy. Correct. Yeah. The amount of times so I was like, I just need to go home and watch Ted Lasso to make myself feel better. Yeah. I just want to live in that world was a lot. Yeah. It was pretty much every episode. It's a this nice season. world to live in. It yeah. Really yeah. Are we ready to dive mm-hmm. into these couples? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's start with, I think, the the simplest one to talk about, but maybe it's still the one I have the most to say about. Um, let's talk about Keely and Roy. Uh, so I think let's start with defining the Keely-Roy relationship. What is a Keely-Roy dynamic? If you saw people in the real world and you're like, mm, that's a Keely-Roy, 
what would that dynamic be? And then who are real life Keeleys and real life Roy's? I feel like their dynamic would be like, you know how there, there's that like funny thing that goes around the internet. It's like, hey, me and my friend just saw you from across the bar and we think you're really hot. And we like really love your vibe or whatever. Oh. Like, that would be, if I had mm. guts, I would do that to a couple and it would be that couple. Oh yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> I just saw you from across the bar and I think you're both so cool. They're the couple you want to have a threesome with. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. They're like opposites, but in a way that complement each right. other so well. They both yeah. have such strong personalities. Right. Like at the beginning, I just didn't see, I like didn't even see that them would get there mm. until the auction when they see it too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was great writing because I didn't think that was going to happen. Well, I yeah. thought she was going to be a problem. Yeah. And yeah. he was like the coach or something. Mm-hmm. I think the dynamic is like, I think a Keely Roy moment would happen in someone's life when you've, because they're all, they're both like a bit older than the other like characters or yeah. like soccer players. So I think it's like when you get to that moment where you're like, I'm so sick of fucking everybody fucking this up. And then you turn around and it's the other person screaming that they are also so sick of everyone else fucking it up. And I feel like they've both just been through so much shit that they're like, I don't want to like they have no resistance left to like play mm, the games and do mm-hmm. the bullshit. And so they're both like, I'm just going to clearly communicate. And like, yes. and, and that's why it works. They both just been like fucked over so many times that they're like, all I can do now is just like be honest and be clear because I'm old enough that I don't want to do the bullshit anymore. And I think right. they're both very different, but they're both not bullshitters. And yeah. I think we see that their chemistry comes out of actually their ability to clearly communicate. And I think that's like, and I think sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's like, oh, we have so much chemistry, but we can't communicate. But I think they just like communicate really well. And then they're like, oh, we have chemistry. And that's why I love the auction moment because he's just like, hey, he says he's so clear, like with his feelings and then communicates them to her where he's like, hey, don't use me in your weird mind games. It makes me feel like an idiot. Don't do this. Here's how it makes me feel. And she's just like, whoa. And then she just goes, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. She, Ugh. Hey, take accountability. Okay, I'm going to take accountability. And then he goes, thank you. Yep. And they just like make this eye contact of almost like, what the fuck just happened? Did I just clearly communicate for, with somebody for the first time in 10 right. years? Like, yeah. It's like that's, and that's their chemistry. And that's why it's like, I, that's why I think it's such an amazing dynamic. Oh, it is like truly goals. It is like probably my favorite couple on television right now okay. is them. I mean, if we're talking about like where that moment is like mm-hmm. in season one. I feel like, you know, when you're friends with someone and they, like, are dating someone and you're like, wow, they actually, like, make all of those bad things about you that are, like, holding you back just disappear. Yeah. And yeah. Like, become, you, like, blossom. Mm-hmm. It's like that if you were the mutual friend for both of them. You were like, whoa, I just saw that happen. Yeah. Yeah. But in a, like, non-codependent way yeah. where mm-hmm. it's just, like, they, like, bring out each other's individuality more. Right. I feel like I don't, like, I don't know anyone. And like, I'm like, the Obamas, maybe? <laughs> right, yeah. That's the only couple right. I could think of. At one point, it kind of was, like, Brad and Angelina, but, like, that apparently was never that. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're learning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about who real-life Keelys are. Because I think a real-life Keely would be the friend that you're, like, who's dated so many pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in with somebody completely the opposite of who you thought she would be with. And you're like, oh, oh my God. It wasn't like player A that you've been dating the whole time. It's option B. <laughs> but like sometimes you see a friend meet somebody and you're like, oh. Right. 
it's that. Yeah. yeah. Weird. It it's yeah. and it's like I never thought it would be that for you, but it's that for you. Yeah. And I think that's like they aesthetically, like well, aesthetically they look good together because they're both they're hot. really hot. Yeah. 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 But just like they are like opposite, so you like wouldn't really think go together, but somehow do. I feel like I know a lot of girls this way who are very talented, very smart, like very, like have so much going for them, but they put all of their energy into the person they're dating. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like, if you just put that either on yourself or someone who deserved it and bounced it back at you, it would work for you. But like yeah. you're, you're putting all of your energy in the wrong person. Yeah. Like she would do it. Like she, that's what we see her do with Jamie. Yeah. She was like, she really wanted to fix him and make him this better yeah. person. The like, yeah. Yeah. And like eventually he's like, oh, you... He says this thing we all wish that the people we try to fix would say, which is like, you did make me a better person. I want to be this person for you. But like, that's not where anyone like Keely should be spending their energy. And that's not where we want our friends spending their energy. And because he didn't give that to her. Right. Right. Like, ironically, like her dating Roy Mm -hmm. allowed her to focus on herself more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we get more into that specific yeah. dynamic who are the real life roys who are the roys that walk among us Hang on. yeah I, <laughs> I don't know because i'd love to meet him i'd love to know. <laughs> I was like, if you know them yeah please dm way. talking chip oh, the pot <laughs> um i feel like real life roys are the guys who who <laughs> have won't change for anyone have never changed for like any girl that they've dated any person that yeah. they've dated yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then like one person and they like and they're it's they the person who's like quote whipped immediately yeah yeah you know what I mean? you're right you're who, right who's like i don't give a fuck about anybody else and all of a sudden i'm gonna read the da vinci code on the couch because right. i'm just like in love with this person yeah 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 instantly whipped <laughs> i feel like roy is the kind of guy that at a party like shows up and you're like, you don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell you're not really even here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just, like, stay there. And they, like, don't talk. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, look really brooding and really hot. But then you, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And that's, that's it. how you know Roy. And, like, the Roys have that, like, one familial connection. Like, how he's, like, yeah. so close to his niece. Where yeah. you're like, nope, I see a heart in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need you to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta find the niece. Whenever yes. you think there's a Roy uh, among you, you gotta yeah. find the niece. Yeah. Roy ever have, does he talk about having relationships? He talks about how, like, oh, I had this girl that, like, stole my watch or whatever. Yeah, but that feels kind of like a hookup thing, right? I think I think they like make it seem, seem like oh it. there's something about him like oh dating girls in the press and like it seems like he's also did seems like actually they both dated a lot of people that have used them right. yeah which is like I think it's a surprising to both of them when it it's as easy as it is mm. and it goes as smoothly as it does and that's why like it's weird to me that I love them so much because I'm usually such a fan of like the drama and the will right. they won't they and they really have one moment of one episode of like. Is this going to work or isn't it? And, like, we kissed and then he went away. And then, oh, my God, the scene in the... Um, press conference. The press conference room. Right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> there like, are too many scenes to talk about. I, I, we could, I mean, the scene where he comes home and tells her to, like... I mean, we're passing to the relationship at that point yeah. where he's like, play this video. And, I'm like, and he oh. goes down on her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best scene of... That episode must have been written by a woman. I mean, yeah. there's <laughs> just no way. Yeah, like, how? Oh my God. How? Like, when that happened, I was like, what? Yeah. The hell? If that had happened to me, I would have proposed. I would have uh, been like... Immediately. We yeah. have to get married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You just let me... Like get off to you being emotional. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After like an uh, like a whole arc of him like learning, and they're so willing to like learn for each other. Yes. And like and then 
And they both apologize so well. Like when she's trying yep. to get him to do the pundit thing and like, like I identify obviously, this isn't a shock to anybody with Keely more than Roy, but I would be like, this thing would be so good for you and blah, blah, blah. And then she brings it up at the dinner and she calls on the next day. She's like, I feel so shitty. Like I brought, I like used our fun night and trying to manipulate you to, into doing something. And that was shitty of me. Like she takes as much accountability as he does, even though arguably he's the one that's more like, quote, flawed because he's angry right. and not how like right. doesn't open up as much. Right. I feel like they're just like examples on how to handle problems in relationships, yes. which we like haven't seen on TV right. because it's like, why would this be compelling? And it's like really fucking compelling. Yeah. 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 It's a prime great. example is when they have like this sexy Christmas uh-huh. and yeah. she like has this whole get up and he opens the door and then like Phoebe comes running in and mm-hmm. he's like. We can't have sexy Christmas. And he's like, God damn, you're so hot. Yeah. And you're like, that's perfect. That's all she really needed. She just yep. needed to be told she's hot. Right. And she's also going to take care of this kid. And then he rescheduled, which yeah. is key, man. Really key. <laughs> he, he was like, great, sexy December 28th. And then he really like amped it up when he did do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like they're just very, I think it's a good example of two people that are very different, that are willing to like bend for each other and not make it a big deal. It's not like a huge like compromise on who he is or who she is every single time they have to bend for each other and i think in like um a less well-written tv show would be like you're trying to make me do this photo shoot and i don't want to do it which is bullshit because like he loves her and so yeah he's gonna be a little grumpy about doing the photo shoot but then he's gonna do it because he loves her and then oh my god and then he like gives her the speech about how great she is and he call he calls her independent woman which is a callback to the press conference scene he's you with the fucking eyes like i just oh. <laughs> it's so com- you're right it's compelling to watch them learn mm-hmm. and to watch them learn quickly i actually think is more like helpful for us as an audience because it just like normalizes yeah being no drama about it oh you want this thing for me i don't have to like fuss over it that long i'm just gonna fuss over it for like a few hours or a day <laughs> and then i'm gonna give it to you and like i i just think their communication is unmatched yeah, and the way they celebrate each other, I feel like mm. I just, without jealousy, where they're just genuinely excited for each other's wins. Yeah. Like, that's, like, what I, like, write my little manifesting. I want someone who celebrates me, mm-hmm. like, I in my six They yeah. kind of, like, unintentionally practice compersion, because, which is the opposite of, of jealousy. Mm. So, um, yeah. What's compersion. this word? Compersion. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's yeah, when, tell us more. Yeah, so wow. We're, it's, like, the opposite we're of jealousy. It's, like, when someone is, like... Oh, I just booked this thing. You wouldn't be like. Mm-hmm. That was like, a good Roy Growl. Yeah, <laughs> he's auditioning for my role. <laughs> uh, you'd be like, oh wow, babe, that's amazing. Oh, I love that. Uh, whatever. Mm. You just like very supportive. Yeah. Like when first boyfriend. Jamie. Jamie. Thank you. I was like, I can picture him. I can picture the scene with the coffee. I can picture the headband. And he shows up to the house and they both have coffee and they like sit at the table. I was like, oh, there's going to be a fight that's about to happen. Like Roy's Mm -hmm. going to like say something. And Mm -hmm. then he didn't. Yeah. I was like, he like trusted her. I also think that that comes down to like being like, I want you. So like if this is what it costs, then this is what it costs. And even like later on in the end of season two, where like Nate kisses her, Jamie tells her that she loves her. He has that like weird three hours with the teacher, which I, when I, that started scene started happening. And I've like, I felt with a flirtation with the teacher all season. And I was like, no, 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 no. But then he just addressed it and was like, yep. I weirdly spent three hours with her teacher. And she asked me if I was married and I just said, no, that was weird. And then she says the thing about, Nate and then she says this thing about Jamie and like the thing about Jamie it like 
That would take me 24 hours too. Right. Yeah. Like that would piss me off. I'd actually, I'd be way pettier. Are we kidding? I'd be way pettier about it than, than, right. uh, than he was. Um, but I think that you're right. That comes down to like, I trust you and right. I want to be with you. Yeah. So like, there's some bullshit, like there's some things that are going to be hard, but at the end of the day, I want to be with you. So I'm not going to spend time on this like drama. Yeah. And, and you're no, the most important thing. And neither one of them was like, and I spent three hours with that teacher and I think I'm madly in love and I'm going to leave you. No, now. it doesn't, so ha- it like, doesn't have to be anything more complicated yeah. than and that. And it's not this like tit for tat. It's like this right. thing happened. This thing happened. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's like a weird moment and they both have to think about it because that's realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't have to end the relationship because they named it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that we do that makes us like have doubts about the Keely Roy relationship? Is there anything that we don't ship about it? The only thing is the end. Well, my point earlier of like he helped her like discover her individuality yeah. to like this yeah. huge point where I'm right. like. My only thought is, does she need to be single for a chunk right. of time? That's a good point. I don't know. Like, I love them together. I want them to I end mean, up together. I mean, let's say there are five seasons. Season three, she spends it single. By the end of season three, he's already dating someone else. And she's like, actually, I'm ready to date you again. I'm mad in love. I can totally see that happening. Yeah. He comes back with a Spanish girlfriend. That'd piss me off. That'd piss oh, me, off, piss too. me off. Unless he came back with a Spanish boyfriend. In which I see what you're saying, but I kind of hope that they don't go in that direction because the maybe plot... she just needs six weeks of it. Just, well, and it's like the plot line of like the woman at the end of the day finding herself through the guy, but now she needs to go like spread her wings and be alone. Like we've done that. That's the end of the OC. That's Summer and Seth. Yeah. That's the end of Gilmore Girls. That's Rory and Logan. Like it's a lot of stories. It's a lot yeah. of stories of like, and it just kind of, sometimes it pisses me off that like. The plot line for a woman who's who maybe she finds herself through the guy, maybe she finds herself independently, but it's like now that she's found herself, she can't have it all. She can't have both according in the writing of the television right. show. Right, it's like right. it's like in order to be independent and have this career and discover herself, she can't also have the boyfriend. Right. Where like I actually trust that like Keely is Keely knows who she is. She's now just like owning who she is and I actually think that she could do that with a partner and I just like I understand the writing might be more juicy if they break them up for a while but it's like the self maybe selfishly selfishly and not selfishly like I kind of just hope they show they choose to instead show the plot of a man learning to support a woman on her journey into succeeding and becoming an independent woman and her rise to the top, like a Patty LaPone's husband. Correct. You know what I mean? Yes. Rather than being like, well, she needs space right now and I'm just going to give her space. Like, no, just like be there for her on the sidelines and do what he's been, he's been doing it so well yeah. that I'm like, I don't understand. It almost feels like they're like, oh, are they going to make it? And I'm like, yes, yes they are. everything, yeah. everything that you have if told us. If they don't, we will be riding to Apple. <laughs> I will Correct. be riding to Jason Sudeikis <laughs> myself. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, I know it's a hard time for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but, <laughs> dot, 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 very mad. <laughs> We need this. (laughs) There's just nothing in his behavior so far that has told us that he can't handle this. He had, yes, like at the end of the, in the finale, he has this moment where he does seem really insecure about it. It seems like he's questioning it, but like so far he's been able to work through all of that. And I think like maybe that will be a big part of season three is like Roy learning to be okay on his own. Like them as they work as a unit and as independent people. I don't know. I just much rather see that than 
another plot line of him like giving her space while she finds herself because I would love to see again in like taking down toxic masculinity it would be nice to see a man be in relationship to a woman while she is more successful than he is yeah I think that would be much more interesting than the and like, also it space. happens in today's world I'm like let's just end the trope on television yeah yeah I agree I, I hope that's what happens mm -hmm. The ending was a little ambiguous. I know, I know. But there was that, it's what's going to make us come back and keep watching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just to make sure that they're still together. Yeah. 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 Just check that Jason. out. Jason. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> or Brett. You're still listening. <laughs> You're still listening. Oh. And this is, it reminded me of this quote from, um, Abby Wambach, where she talks about like coaching from like the bench mm. uh, or like being a leader from the bench. Mm -hmm. And it's like Roy has stepped into that role yeah. in his career. Right. And like hopefully he can step into that role in his personal relationships. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. This and is, yeah. you know how we were just saying that like Roy really helped her become the independent woman that she is? Like she helped him become like not the independent man that he is, but like not just, dependent on soccer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because if not, he probably would have had a downward spiral. Hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably would just would have been like bad. Yeah. It'd been a very different story. And maybe you could argue that like Roy still is dependent on Keely for like his sanity and happiness, and maybe like similar to how in this past season it was Ted's mental health journey. Like maybe we will see a bit more into Roy's mental health journey and him like. Doing, I don't think they're gonna do the same. It's gonna be, they're not gonna hit it on the head as hard, but yeah, I think it like. It just turns into therapy. Yeah. <laughs> it just turns into in treatment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, I think maybe we'll see Roy do a bit more like self care rather mm. than depending on her completely. Mm. Yeah, that's true because he does go to the Diamond Dogs in the, yeah, in the exactly. season finale and he's very cute. Very cute. <laughs> and just like, oh, sometimes we just talk about things and there's no answer. Cool. 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 You got a woman up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So good. Love the Diamond Dogs. Love Higgins. That was in my story thoughts. Oh, okay. Just, we'll I love Higgins. <laughs> that was pretty much the no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just love it. So much. Um, should we get into the Rebecca relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Relationships. Uh, the relationships. Who are, do we know real life Rebecca's? Who are the Rebecca's that walk among us? <laughs> I think it's, um... I don't, I don't think she'll take offense. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think it's like a Hannah Her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just... Where it's like, she's just like a boss ass bitch in like a male's world mm -hmm. and like has been fucked over by so many men, but is like underneath all of that hard exterior is like such a loyal friend. Yeah. Right. Such a like great boss and like mm -hmm. hard worker. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, does really want to find love and isn't like insecure is just like, yeah. Do I want to make space for that? Because there's so much else in my life that's great. That's and fulfilling. And yeah. is fulfilling. Mm -hmm. That, like, do I want to put myself into that, like, emotional headspace? Yeah. Yeah. I think every group of friends has a Rebecca. I think, mm -hmm. like, a, in, like, a lot of people consider their best friends a Rebecca. Because you're like, you're such a boss-ass bitch. Boss-ass mm -hmm. bitch is her goddaughter says or whatever. I think we all have friends that are boss-ass bitches that we just want the best for, but have been fucked over so mm -hmm. many times that we're like I understand why this is really hard for you right but you deserve something so great and that's why I love when Roy is like you deserve something that makes you feel like you've been struck by fucking lightning yeah. <laughs> he's like he's fine just say it anyways we we all have Rebecca's in our life that deserve that right mm -hmm. I feel like I'm glad we had season one for her to 
leave the relationship that she was just in mm-hmm. and have her vengeful moment. Yeah. And then own it. Mm-hmm. And then by season two, we were starting into, oh, this is me single. She got her groove back. And she yeah. was like, mm-hmm. all trying. She was trying like the old things she was used to doing, which right. was like dating these these guys who were just like not it. Yeah. And staying with them. And the transformational power of friendship made her a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Rebecca's relationship. Let's start. Should we just start with the Sam situation? Yeah. I have a question. Did y'all think it was Sam? No. no. I thought it was Nate. <laughs> I really, because I think Nate was on the same app. Yeah. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, that'll be weird. That'll be kind of funny. Like, what a mm-hmm. funny little duo. But I didn't really like where Nate was going in season two. So I was like, oh, I don't want it to be that for her. Unless she came in and he was like, oh, I've got to stop being so weird. Yeah. Controlling. I thought it was Ted. I thought it was Ted. The way they set up that rom-com episode, I feel like made it seem like it was Ted. And ultimately, like, I just can't help it. I want them to end up together. I do, too. And I kind of feel like they might be. I do, too. But I feel like they both need to, which is, we'll get to Ted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they both need to do their thing yes. to come around. Yeah. Yeah, I you think know, so, like, too. You know, like, it's a season five. There's five seasons. Yeah. Are there? Do you know no. this? <laughs> no. Season three is, is, is in the bag. Do you know knows a lot of Brits yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah, so they know all season the three is going to happen. They're not going to cancel it no, after no, no. season Correct. three. So there's no, going right. to be a season four. And four is just an odd number to end a, a series on. So five. It's got to uh, be five. It's going to be five. That makes and a lot then, of sense. Yeah. So like <laughs> season three, Keely and Roy are not together, but they're back together by season four. Working mm. it out. Season five, it's their wedding. That's, you know, shit's oh. Creek kind of thing. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it is. make sure someone pays you for this. Yeah, I yeah. Really yeah. Very Shakespearean. It's yeah. a comedy. It has to end in a wedding. It's actually a triple wedding. Because it's going to have Beard. And uh, Beard and Jane. No. 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 They're on again, off again. Uh, and actually, just, that would be the comedy button. That would be correct. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Unless they you elope. get someone else in there. I don't know who else it would be. There's... I bet we will. I bet we'll get a character. We could. We have three more seasons. <laughs> We've decided. Us, the Apple execs, have decided. Wait, tell me why. I thought it was Ted because they have a cut where Ted is smiling at his phone. Correct. And then right. he puts it away. Yes. And I, my initial reaction was like, I've been like on and off about whether I want them together or not. Because for a while I was like, oh, it's so obvious. Like I was like, I right. don't like, it's the two main characters. Right. Like I kind of just want them to have this like respectful friendship and like all this stuff. But then I saw that and I was like, mm, now I kind of ship it. Cause that's sweet. If he is this like person for her. But then I had heard from someone, they were like, something will get revealed to you in a way that you'll never see coming. And then I saw that Ted thing. And I was just like, this boy thought that I wouldn't see this coming. You think I'm not clocking every time a man smiles at his phone on this show. And then I was shocked. I kind of felt like that was what is it called when you in like a murder mystery where they like pretend like oh the red the red herring yeah it is I kind of felt like that was that was red herring correct because I was like I was like that's too easy like we're all like yeah I was like Keely and Rory are hot and sexy and good if you guys become hot and sexy and good then it's gonna be too hot yeah and then we're just like having to download porn yeah. <laughs> like that's what apple tv is now turning into. yeah there's a ted lasso uh, you season know, three now you know up. there's ted lasso yeah. porn out there oh i'm sure there is oh, i'm wow. sure it's actually that. probably specifically sam and rebecca for porn <laughs> yes there. yeah yeah i mean hot oh. all of them yeah 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 so let's talk about the sam and rebecca situation do we ship it 
for the moment, I think they had a really nice moment together. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to work long term. Yes. I feel like the way when you see two friends hook up, you're like, see them flirting at a party and you're like, ooh, are they about to do that? And we're all like, oh no. And then we're all like, and then it happens and then everyone's like, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. I'm so happy. And then deep down inside, you're like, oh, I hope, really hope this does not divide us all. Yeah. That's what I keep thinking in my mind. Mm. Is that I'm like, I feel like this is not going to end the way that we, like, you guys are going to want it to end. Yeah. 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 And then I feel like there's going to be drama between. I know. And I love, I love both of those people. And I really love so how much. Sam has, like, blown up into it. Like a big character in this. Like, yeah, totally. Like, and I think he's so lovely. And I think he's, yeah. he, I think both of them, every step of the way, have handled the situation kind of perfectly. Right. Yeah. I think it was like very bold of him yeah. to be like, no, Rebecca, let's just like, we're both at this restaurant. Yeah. Like, yep. we just happen to be here. Let's just have dinner. Like, yeah. I don't, I, and I think she was so clear which in her hot. feelings, which is mm-hmm. hot, clear in your feelings. Oh my God. Let's give it a shot. That blue <laughs> suit, all hot. Yeah. So I think they've handled it perfectly so far. But I think, like, in seeing, and, like, obviously I'm glad everything with the uh, soccer team in Morocco didn't, like, work out because that guy was ridiculous. But (laughs) I think there is something to be said. Like, this isn't, like, a 15-year age gap. This is, like... Yeah. It's gotta be 20 years. Like, probably mid 40s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she looks amazing. She looks so good. She's the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen. Do you know that she was the girl in Game of Thrones? The one who goes, Shame! Shame! What? (laughs) Yes! Isn't that so good? How did I not know that? When I found that out, I actually have not fact checked this. My (laughs) friend told me this, and I feel like we should do that now. Absolutely. (laughs) But if that is the truth, then I. Oh, it's my favorite fact. Wait, we have to look this up right now. Look up her IMDb. Game of Thrones. She is! <gasps> what a glow up. What a glow wow. up. Wow. Shame! Shame! Incredible. And I have to say it's justice for her because, uh, have you heard her? I didn't put it together that it was her, but there's this interview, like, there's a waterboarding scene in Game of Thrones where, like, she's, she she describes that scene as, like, being awful. She was like, yeah, I was basically waterboarded for, like, the six hours that we filmed that scene. Oh, my God. So look at her now. Wow. Getting to fuck a 21-year-old on yeah. TV. Yeah, 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 it works. If you want what Rebecca has now, get waterboarded. <laughs> oh, my God. They are, like, a perfect, I don't know, like... She's not really a, a rebound for Sam, but if we like change the definition of rebound, like we yeah. have this definition of rebound, it's like, oh, like someone fucked me over, so I just need to go like hook up with a fuck boy yeah. and yeah. just like, you know, like have this like get my like sexy groove back. And like, no, what if like a rebound was like what they are to each other? Mm-hmm. Where they like expand each other, they're really nice, they have this like nice little chunk of a relationship. Right. But I do think ultimately they are meeting each work. other where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. They and, are. And they are giving each other, like, I feel like she expands his confidence in a mm-hmm. way. Because of, like, their relationship, he was able to be like, no, I'm going to do, like, what's best for me in yeah. my journey. And, like, he really, like, comes on his own. Right. And, like, because of him, she's like, yeah, I do deserve something that's really great. Right. And I am going to express my feelings. Yeah. And, like, live in this moment where, like, this is what I want. I'm going to tell you what I want, which she couldn't always do. Yeah. I just think at the end of the day, the reason I bring up why the age, the age difference being so large is that I think we see in that episode where, like, Sam has this opportunity, this huge opportunity to, like, be on this new soccer team is that, like, at 21, you do still have so much of your life ahead of you. Right. Yeah. And, like, there are so many opportunities for, like, if he wants to continue and if he, like, he's a real person, but, like, if Sam, like, wants to continue in football or if he wants to, like, you know, become more of an activist. So at 21, there's still so much life to live. And it's one thing if you're dating somebody at a similar age that would go and, like, 
go around the, who's also figuring out what they want and could yeah. do these things with you. But like Rebecca has everything else in her life figured out. Uh, and she likes her life. We know that because she doesn't sell the club, you know? Yeah. So like, I think ultimately I want them, I want him to be able to have more expansive opportunities. And yeah. I think this will just will be like lovely while it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be any mirroring between what her ex how her ex, her ex would date like younger girls um, and like this will be i'm curious that's interesting but... if if it goes public i wonder yeah. i'm sure there'll be some kind of like yeah coming out with that so then ultimately like what are rebecca predictions do we think it'll be ted in the end that's what i would like just i think so too the moment we're outside of the club after she sings and mm-hmm. she goes and checks on him yes. like mm-hmm. that was just like that moment is like yes. so imprinted in my brain Same. Of just like because also like you've seen him be like so sweet sweet and genuine to her all the time. Mm-hmm. And then that's like one of the first moments where you see her just like really care for someone. Yeah. And do it for him. Yeah. And I feel like the only person that she would probably get like mad jealous, uh if if like she was with someone to like hook up with would be sassy and he's already done it. So I feel right. like that's like, oh, you already checked that box off. We didn't have our thing going on. So by the time we did it, that was a thing in the past. But I also wonder, like, if they do put them together, like, I wonder if that will be a tension with Sassy or if Sassy and Ted really start dating and that's what makes Rebecca jealous. The moment that imprints for Mm. me is when she's giving the speech at her father's funeral. Oh, and he's... And she... Well, it's, like, even before that, she just, like, locks eyes with him and then, like, settles. And then she starts singing and he's the first one to start singing. And that's obviously lovely. My only counter-argument is, is to play whatever i'm not even gonna say to play devil's argument my only thought other thought that i had was with us the other day and we were like the devil has too many advocates here i heard about this yeah but i also had a thought of like maybe this is also a really good argument how like a romantic partner cannot fulfill every need that you have and like Right now, it's it's clearly, not, you know, she's got, I mean, Sam's emotionally supportive in all these great ways. But she has Sam for, like, one part and Ted for another Keely and Keely for another. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's this, like, great opportunity about how your, like, community fills you out. And, like, it's unfair to put all of your needs and expectations on one person. Because, like, maybe Ted couldn't do everything for her. But maybe he will be able to. I guess we'll see. I think I was just, like, resistant to it because it just felt too obvious. But now they've played it out for so long that if, yeah. if it happens in the right way. They dangled oh, no. it just a little bit. Right. And so now we're like, wait, actually, we, we do want the tree. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, no, I'm full. Now we're like, I'm starving. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you took Keely and Royal If they take Keely and Royal away, I will say I probably will need Rebecca and Ted. Or they're going to have to give, like, someone else someone really interesting. Like, they'll have to give Jamie someone really interesting. Or like, who's the guy that killed the dog? Danny. Danny. I love Danny. I love Danny. I love Danny to have someone really interesting. Yeah. I love Isaac sure to have Danny someone really will. interesting. Yeah. I think they'll do, you know how like on, um, I don't know if you guys watch Sex Education, but like every season they're able to give more characters more to do. They just mm. like kind of expand yeah. who yeah, they're able to give time to. So I think that we will get more like, sure. I think Isaac, Danny... Um, I think really like the Danish guy that's just oh, like, yeah. or the Dutch guy that's really blunt. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's fun. Okay, should we, are we ready to talk about Ted and our hopes for Ted? Yes. Um, okay, who are, I, I, I think we can all just agree that there's like not really a real Ted Lasso, unless you guys know anyone that is like Ted Lasso in your real life. But I was more going to ask like, who are the Teds that walk among us in terms of like, who have handled relationships in this way? Because I feel like... There are a lot of people out there that have, like, gone through big relationship. Like, obviously, a lot of his trauma is from his dad's suicide. But I also think Ted's are people 
the way that he's texting Michelle when, like, after the um, article comes out about his panic attack, he still try to kind of try to, he's like, oh, why are you up so late? Like, late night or early morning? Like, I think Ted's are guys that, like, really romanticize mm-hmm. one thing and one person and have a Ted's very a hard sign. time let it go. Ted, what do you think Ted is? Maybe a water sign. Yeah, but, Pisces. like, Pisces. Pisces. I think a Pisces. Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. He's a Pisces, but, like, closer to the Aries down in there. Mm-hmm. He's not, like a, he's like a not March. the Aquarius He's one. a March yeah. Pisces. Yeah. 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 I actually think Ted is very similar to my yoga crush, which is maybe why oh. I had such a crush on the yoga crush. Yeah, yeah that might have influenced you. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's, like, this, like, charming, endearing, friendly, friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes, like, is, like, could enter any room and have a good time. Yeah. And is, like, genuinely a happy person, but there's, like, some dark, unexamined things underneath. Right. Yeah. I wonder how much of uh, Ted Lasso is Jason. I said it earlier. Sudeikis. I nailed it. You did it. I know. J- Jason Sudeikis. Uh huh. I'm so bad at names. It's like uh, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I wonder how much of that is about like his relationship with his actual divorce. His actual divorce with Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Well, I did read in an interview that he wrote the first season when he was still with Olivia Wilde. They weren't. Bro- they hadn't broken up. Yet. No. Mm-hmm. When he wrote it. Wow. Yeah, and she was like very encouraging of the show. Parts mm-hmm. of it are. I'm like, I wonder. But if season he, two. Yeah, because I. The, it's the parts that like where it's like he feels the deep respect for the person who has his child and is taking care of his child. Yeah. And I'm like. You really love this person, but you're accepting you're not together. Those parts and those yeah. like monologues that I'm like, oh, I wonder yeah. like, where this comes into play. But wow. Because they do have kids. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, do you guys feel like you could date a Ted? No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think I'm ready for that. In what way? Why? Like, I, well, I mean, I guess Ted, where he is at the end of season two. But like, could you, right. do you understand why Michelle? Like, I think right. some people could be like. How could this woman blah blah blah? Yeah, but feel, like I get it. Yeah, I get. I get it. why no, Michelle I, would be like, "This is a lot for me." Yeah, right. yeah. Especially because nobody knows better than the person that's married to that you're not dealing with your right. trauma. Yes. That being said, yes. when it does come out, when the panic attack does come out, and she doesn't really like follow up via text, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm of two minds because first of all, I was like, I was like, that's a little shitty of you, like just right. to like, only say that. But I'm also like. You are creating your own boundaries. Yeah. It's not your problem. You're creating your distance. Like, I get it. But I. But this can... isn't her story. It's not her story. <laughs> it is not about Michelle. If she wanted to be a main character, she would have had her own TV show. <laughs> the Michelle spin off. Yeah. What really happened in America with her British child? <laughs> yeah. I love that that kid is a British actor. And every time you get to him, I'm like, okay, this kid, like, they really need to give him some, like, American dialect. <laughs> It's so funny to me. I think it would be hard to date a Ted Lasso because I feel like they'd be so optimistic all the time mm-hmm. that, and they, I mean, Ted like really puts a lot of his soul into his work, which was probably, which was admiring, you know, yeah. very admirable, but, uh, sexy. probably frustrating sometimes when you feel like you might be neglected to then see, mm-hmm. which is probably what she was going through. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, I don't know. I do believe that he was probably like loving and doting and all this stuff. I just think like the loving and the doting only goes so far yeah. if you know this person has some stuff to work through that they're not working through. Yeah. And I feel like he has this way of being in his work where he could be like, I can take the losses 
and I can roll with that. And I know that doesn't mean I'm a bad coach, and mm-hmm. I know that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he has this inability to translate that into his relationships. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, which I identify with because sometimes <laughs> I feel like I can like in the career stuff. I'm like, it's just not the right timing. I can like justify it in a way, right. but then I'll have this like insecurity in relationships. Mm-hmm. There are so many parts of you that I see that are confident, right. mm-hmm. but in this one, I'm seeing like this like yeah. r- romantic insecurity. Yeah. And like I identify with that. I don't know if I could date that. Yeah. I mean, she says in the, the first season, she, like in that, when he, what is their code word that they say? Something. Oklahoma. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. And she's like, I'm trying. I'm really trying. I'm really mm. trying. And I'm like, I see, like, I feel like she really is like, you are such a good guy. I really I want know. to be in love with you, but there is just something. In me, and that I can't do it. That anymore. I can't do it anymore yeah. because it's just not it. Yeah, yeah. Which I have to respect. And yeah. I also wonder, like, if it's one of the things that could be too much of the same. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that's why Ted works really well on Rebecca. I'm not saying necessarily like, yeah. for Rebecca, but like for Michelle. And you're yes. like, I'm actually pretty. Like, I'm positive enough. I've got my own like self-soothing things. Like, I don't necessarily need your constant positivity to like quote fix me right. maybe yeah. it doesn't work as well as we do see it work with right Rebecca. right and i think about what's well, kind of like now start to talk about the sassy situation of like there's a point where rebecca's like did he do that and she goes the entire time and she, like when she talks about them having sex she's like it's so easy to, easy to please it was amazing but i can see him not being very like grounded in yeah. 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 That's the thing about goofy yeah. guys. Sometimes you're like, are you <sighs> gonna be able to like really drop in and like right. be sexy and be romantic and yeah. like, and then when they do, it's like amazing because you're like, what a clean reversal. Um, but like, and I think seemed, he does have it in in him. But we know. I actually like that they included that detail from Sassy because oh, yeah, we're yeah. like, oh, we know right now he's not. Yeah. Right. Right. There was a moment when I was like, do not make him fall in love with a therapist. I know. I know. Which I just think those relationships are so intimate that there, there's always a like yeah. weird like type of love you have right. for a therapist. Right. I thought for a split second it was going to be that. At the so bar. they told the line mm-hmm. and I think they did it well because I do think those are just like, yeah, they're really intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. And she affected him and he affected yeah. her right. and yeah. she admits right. that. I also think their relationship was so special outside of the therapy thing. Yeah. That like... I'm glad they did not I'm do that. I'm glad they did not do that. Because yeah. then I think it would have also undermined his progress. In some Correct. Ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's not a good argument for the masses. And right. We're trying to get the masses to therapy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but choose a therapist you could never fall in love with. <laughs> Just choose someone you can't meet. Just do yeah. it on, on the phone. Honestly. I have, my therapist is over the phone. I yeah. will never meet no My therapist doesn't like. live in the state. I, yeah, mine doesn't either. Mine lives in Tennessee. Wow. Wow. Mine lives my, in Michigan. My name is Brandy if you're listening. Hey, Brandy. Shout out to Brandy. Shout out to Gata. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I love some time here for just like stray thoughts we had about other couples, other okay. relationships. Do we want to talk about Beard and Jane? Like, I think it's fun when a show chooses to do a char- like a whole episode on a character. Yeah. I, I just think that what is so funny about Beard is that, like, what his he's so fun to watch is, like, he's so quiet, mm-hmm. and he just, like, burts little things of wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. to see, like, all of him made me be like, oh, this is, like, less cool. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you know what happened with those with that in the Christmas episode? Is that they were contracted for 10 episodes, and oh. then Apple threw them to 12. Oh. And so that's why the that, that makes so much like sense. Like it was thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. It felt like it was written so quickly. Like and the jokes. For felt... me specifically. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was like, the jokes in here feel like they were like, we have to watch, like, who here has watched the most Christmas movies? And they were like, me. Brett. It and was Brett. Like, they were like, you're writing it. 
Yeah. yeah, it felt like when like a Christmas special that's like yes. separate yes. from the season. I would agree. Yes. It felt completely separate from yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. Which I had a great time. Yeah, I love Christmas. Fun. Yeah, it's yeah. indulgent, and yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why those two episodes that makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah, I like read. I read that today. I just think that episode is because like I I kind of do like the joke like the on I like it as a joke and I just like it as like a real thing of like a real conversation of the friends that's on again, off again, on again, off again. Mm-hmm. And I think we all We've generally all know that there. we all have that friend. And if you haven't been, you're going to be soon. If, you're going to uh-huh. be a beard and Jane at least once in your life. And like, and if not, then you haven't lived. <laughs> you're not living your best beard life. <laughs> <Then> divorce him. Horticulture, <laughs> baby. And then marry uh, him. And then divorce him. <laughs> and then you'll have done it. My only thing is in his solo episode, he does have a lot of like inner thoughts about like really loving her and her making him so much better but i was like is that was that like a moment of your mental health and like putting this on her unfairly was that like a dream sequence thing or is that how you actually feel i know i don't know it's confusing it feels like their relationship feels like you know when someone is dating someone and they're not dating someone for the other person they're dating themselves someone for themselves it feels that way because when they are playing chess in their mind at that wherever the hell they're at yeah like like back they're like somewhere random, like in a bar while everything else is yeah. happening. And then like right at the last move, he's like, oh, gotta go. Because that whole thing was just, that whole flirtation was just for him. Like the guy yeah. who read poetry to me. Like when I realized <laughs> he was not reading poetry to me, he just wanted to express himself. Yeah. I was like, this wasn't for me. This was for you. Yeah. To be the guy that wrote reads poetry. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where he feels, like I feel like he hasn't found <laughs> I don't think Jane is that person, but it could be. No, I think they'll play out the joke of Beard and Jane for a bit longer. And then I honestly hope they just throw us somebody like amazing. Yeah. Like season four. That's just like Beard's perfect match. Right. When you, yes. like when they bring in that like weird, what's that one actress's name who has the weirdest fucking voice in the world? She uh, is in Bob's Burger. She plays the character with the ears and she's in Last Man. Oh, Kristen oh. Shaw. Yes, yeah. Kristen yeah. Shaw. It's like a Kristen Shaw type. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I'm this playing. quirky little <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah someone like him yeah. right yeah but like right. a little more like talkative yeah exactly like yeah. the opposite like he's like the introverted version yes yeah. yes like, yeah, if, yeah, were, if they were drugs he'd be Kay and she'd be Molly <laughs> thank you for bringing that into yeah that. I don't yeah. do either of them they don't work on me <laughs> Just so you know. Well, ketamine is having a moment. It really talked is. About, uh... I heard a guy, this is truly, this is off topic, but very funny, is this guy uh, goes uh, to, the, to my friend and was like, oh, do you want some K? Um, I get it. It's great stuff. I get it straight from the vet. <laughs> Incredible. Really? Wow. Wow, that's so good. You gotta get it there these days. That's right. Yeah. You gotta get the pure stuff. I also feel like, okay, just like one more thing about them. I feel like they don't know. It's like unclear how they want us to feel about them. Yeah. Because it felt very clear. And I love the episode yeah. where they were like, should we tell him or yeah. do we like not? Do we let him figure it out? Like that was a great episode. Yeah. And you know what the, the moral was? Metal. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, Higgins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sweet Higgins. Oh, love him. I love that they kind of have that relationship as a foil, his marriage yeah. to everything. Yeah. I like when they do have that. Have an example of, of yeah. just a happy marriage. Happy marriage yeah. and like not complicated. Like, Christmas not Carol, perfect. he's kind of, you know, what's his face? With uh, the, the dad. Kermit the Frog? Yeah, but what's the character's Bob name? Bob Cratchit. Bob yeah. Cratchit, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of is that. Yeah. Yeah, Kiggins is kind of Bob Cratchit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> any hopes for anyone else's romantic futures? Do we think we're going to like... Oh, we actually kind of okay. talked about some of the other boys. 
I was I was like, okay, season one went by, and then before I started season two, my friend and I were like, do you think one of those characters is going to be gay? We were like, there's mm. got to be a gay character. And then in the beginning of season two, when they're talking about banter, this the demon, yeah. that one guy is like, oh, it's kind of like Grindr. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Like, huh? Oh, Colin? Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to make that guy like the gay guy. And then they didn't do anything. But I feel like they could give might, him, yeah. They might like have someone on a like opposing team or something or Well, especially because there was that whole the Colin Nate conflict to me came out of nowhere where Nate yeah, was a just, lot of the Nate stuff came out of nowhere to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean let's just give a minute, I guess, to like just talk about that, even though it's yeah. nothing to do with romance. But just like it the way that Nate really came for Colin, I just think they beefed up Colin a bit this yeah. season in a way to me feels like um Getting our palettes ready for a bit more Colin in season three. And yes, it would be ridiculous if there were no gay characters in this show. (laughs) I was like, it would be kind of crazy. I mean, they're hitting a lot of points in like politics that happens now. Right. And a lot, I mean, like they haven't just haven't hit like an openly gay athlete. Right. Yeah. Which I'm curious about. Yeah. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. And I'm sure they'll handle it very well. I'm sure it'll be really funny. As they tend to do. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. The Nate stuff. I mean... Whatever. They had to give us a villain. Like, they had, like... I was so mad at him. I was so... I mean, they just made him, like, despicable. Yeah. I cannot believe that he went and he's going to go coach for what's-his-face. Yeah. Well, and just, like, I... You can't trust anyone. Not even the good ones. And, like, Ted's won so many people back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, so that's... I didn't really think it was going to be that bad. Yeah. (laughs) This is my only, like, real, like of the show is like it's like a whole thing of like white hair being this like fam- like so many evil characters have white hair or whatever but like Nate was supposed to be like what like 24 oh, yeah well, yeah and he's like in like a full head of a white hair and I was like I think this man is supposed to be like 25 years old yeah I've been very confused by the graying over yeah. season two right I was like am I going crazy or I, like because her I is mean, a different color it's just like a weird <laughs> yeah. out of like the show is not magical realism at all it just feels like a very weird almost like sci-fi thing happening to me well, it's weird because it's like a season one was like clearly filmed in the spring summer so everyone had like no clothes on and then season two everyone had clothes on yeah and everyone yeah. was like not looking good and they also like i feel like the color COVID corrector was like we're going to color the first season like warm yeah and everyone's gonna be like really rosy and warm and season two we're gonna like gray it out and add blues in because like some people's skin tones like look gross i'm like Ooh. what happened to you yeah. i was like this is the off season i get it but. yeah it would make sense that like somebody is going to consider Ted stuff bullshit. It, I think it's an interesting perspective to show and that like he can't win everybody back and like who knows what will happen. I'm like pretty sure he will win Nate back. Um, but it's just like was really upsetting to watch. Which And I wonder if that's like why some people are like, I don't like season two as much. And I was like, yeah, because in season two they had to challenge these characters. They right. had to grow these characters. Yeah, it's yeah. season two hump. Yeah. 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 Because, like, what if they were, if they kept doing the same thing and they never addressed these. People would also complain about that. Yeah. yeah. Because they yeah. never addressed, like, why didn't like they ever do people. any of, like, the kneeling or anything? Mm-hmm. Like, people would probably would have talked about it. Yeah. yeah. We have, you have to keep challenging the characters. You yeah. have to keep growing the show. And, like, season one is so charming because we're being introduced to, to characters. Like, in the world. At, in the world. Yeah. And, like, every single episode, it's like, testing who they are and they're like oh even in this circumstance he's still gonna be who he is and you're still gonna believe in him and that's so like endearing and charming week after week so like yeah we had to like put these characters through it a little bit more i think jamie will find someone yeah i would love that 
Yeah. I love that he was on like their Love Island. Oh my, oh god. my god. Yeah. Jamie's gross. That stupid shaved thing I on know. his eyebrows. I know. Like, that his is stupid so little, funny. His little headband. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, funny. Are you? Are, you're a Jamie person, aren't you? Jamie's growth is very hot. Yeah, I, I mean, was like, I was like, cat fucking loves Jamie. I just know it. <laughs> I like, didn't in season one, but season well, yeah. two, watching him turn well, around you're and a like Scorpio. also his daddy issues. Yeah. I was like, I oh bet my you God. he's a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is. Also, just that moment where Roy and Jamie, where oh. Roy kind of like hits Jamie Headbutt and he's like, them? yeah, he's like, why yes. did you do that? So I could do this, and they hug. Oh, oh. <laughs> this was so sweet. Oh, this show makes me cry like every episode, but mm. it's like not a like this is us cry, which is so nice. Yeah, because right. I'm not like just the like, world's a fucked up plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why? Oh, I <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll go from like crying and then like I, like laughing out loud. Yeah, laughing yeah. out loud alone. <laughs> and just like it's just a heart like, show and just like off, offhand things where he's like you live you learn thank you Alanis and I was just yeah. like I, I know <laughs> also the moment that killed me in the finale was where he was like maybe I'll shave my mustache he goes then I'd look like the guy from the hangover oh yeah. so meta yeah. I love a meta joke I love when they get a little insider-y like they, yeah. have, they have a whole bit about Ted dancing and like one of the right. episodes and I was like oh man like and I was like, oh, this is just comedy writers in a room having yep. a good time. And yeah, yeah. Maybe You're that's right, indulgent for some people, so. but I enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna go to our last little segment, which is all aboard, which is the moment. That's a train thing, isn't it? Uh, now I think people say it on boats too. Okay, great. Yeah, Perfect. before they leave the dock. Yeah, yeah. before they leave the dock. All so aboard. this is the moment you get yeah. on board with the ship. As long ship. as you don't go. Well, maybe they do that on boats too. Tug, no, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, tugboat. Right. Yeah, I just really iceberg. <laughs> yeah, we're clearly, clearly like land people, right? Though we are ironically water signs. Yeah, <laughs> we clearly know more about land. Okay, so this is the moment we got on board with the ship, any of the ships. So, what is y'all's favorite romantic moment of the show? Any any of the relationships? What's your favorite moment? Okay, well, the press room, obviously. Let's talk about the press room. The press room is a great, like, TV writing scene. So good. Because it's, like, simultaneously, it's very cute, and it's a gimmick, but it's also them, like, addressing real things. Yeah, Yeah. and it's addressing real things, but there's movement. So it's not, like, two (laughs) people... It's dynamic. Yeah, there's not... They're not standing here or whatever. It's a lot of sexual tension. Mm -hmm. Like, if that happened in real life... Oh, I'd be. I don't. Think, I never stop talking about it. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I would literally, but I probably would never yeah. pursue that person just so I could cherish that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a peak. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, and that's where we ended. Yeah. Everyone's like, you haven't talked to them in in how long? I'm how like, could I? I like, ran away. I can't ruin it. I blocked him. <laughs> it was perfect. I loved it. He's the one, but I can't have him. Like, but I just love how he's like you with the. Eyes. Eyes. <laughs> she's she's, she's like, like independent magazine, and then she's like independent online blog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. Cool. She's like, where would you take me on this hypothetical date? Like, I just love. Again, it's such a go, good game. It's such a good game, yeah. but I'm just yeah. like, but it's not. They're they're also like, but I'm we're playing a game because like flirting. the writers game. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. as a writing scene, it's like a good game, but it's also them as like as two characters being like, I'm not gonna bullshit you anymore, and it's like, where are you taking me on this date? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just so good and like I think it's a great example of how you can like still be flirty and fun and directly communicate yeah yeah also from the finale when she gets the job and he's Mm -hmm. like 
just like watching a man get so excited for a woman sharing like big career news mm-hmm. was like so hot to me. Yeah. Where he was just genuinely like so pumped for her and he's like, We're doing the champagne. Yeah. Like this is it. Oh, he picks her up. And then they <sighs> and then he's they're both so turned on at each other's like excitement mm-hmm. for the other person mm-hmm. that they fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? That's right. incredible. Oh, Let's I celebrate you. We're, like, our passion comes out of, like, celebrating each other's yeah. wins. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hot. So hot. <laughs> uh, I mean, we already spoke to, like, the uh, the moment for the fundraiser and the him going down on her. Oh. Uh, so I think the only thing that we didn't, like, touch on that I also love is when he makes her the bath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, again, like... Because I love... He took a note. He took a note. And listen, it's okay to have a Roy moment and be like, fuck, when you realize that you're right. like, I don't want to do this or I fucked this up. And it's like, okay to have that moment. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you fucking fix it. And you take the note. Yep. And he did it. And I was like, there was like one moment where he like makes this bath. And he like, oh, first of all, just like undresses her. And it's just like so hot. And then like puts her in the, be- in the bath. And for a moment I was like, oh, are you going to make this about you? Like, are you going to ask Right. Me? And then he doesn't. He's like, you're not going to see me for three hours. And yeah. just, like, goes away and is able to not make it about him and doesn't, like, ask for all of this praise. Or, like, like take it personally nope. that yeah. she wanted space yeah. because... Which is, again, why I think, like, why if they break them up, I'm kind of just like, I just don't feel like it's justified. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. who else are you going to introduce to them that right. is better. Yeah. Right, and like, yeah. what a Whoa. shitty thing for us at the audience if we see a couple that can work through all these hurdles and yeah. they still don't get to end up to it with each other. Yeah. And like, I don't believe that like, I was like, maybe they're trying to prove with this like Jamie thing and the him with the teacher that their like love for each other is fading, but then it's no, so it's... clearly not. Right. Then the it's just, job. Yeah. yeah. It's just getting past that like, honeymoon phase yes and now we're working on like real Real, shit real partnership exactly yes and i think that's what maybe this next season yeah we're we're definitely all on board for the ss roy keely yes yes yeah really (laughs) really we're really into it all right well i think i think we did it yeah i think so yeah we're off the pitch. Uh, no British accents. We all did a pretty good job, but no yeah. British accents this long. I'm so. surprised. And no yeah. Kansas accents, and I'm very proud of all of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good job, team. Yeah. Um, would you two like to share where people can find you online and if you have any upcoming events to promote? Sure. Cat's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always ready. Yeah. Um, at Cat Belenfonte on Instagram and Twitter. I do a monthly comedy show at The Stand called Hump Day Treat. The next one is before this episode will come out. And maybe Brett Goldstein is on it. Yeah. So come to the following, which will probably be the second Wednesday in November at 7 p.m. But follow me and I'll post about it. Excellent. Amazing. You can follow me at, at J-A-Y-P-A-E-P-A-E-J-P-A-E. Uh, I don't have any live events for anyone to attend but stay tuned i've been <laughs> working on something really big <laughs> i can't I talk can't about, it, about yet. it there are ndas involved there are ndas involved <laughs> you can follow me and i probably won't post about it but maybe i will when it happens um cool <laughs> All right, everybody, you can find... shout out to my mom <laughs> hi mom <laughs> Does your mom listen? No, but I'm uh, but one of these. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so nice. And I'm doing an ear tug for you, the special person who knows I'm doing it yes. for them. <laughs> There's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
you can find the podcast at Talking Ship a Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me at Only Megan Fitz, and we're here every Thursday talking ship about relationships from TV. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.